What's going on, everybody? This is G-Dom with G-Dom Speaks. Got a sponsor from Beauty Dream. Head on over to beautydream.com and get a Meraki Apex Calf Ray Stretch Block, $54.99. That's beauty, B-E-A-U-T-I-E, dream.com. This calf block stretches, you know, and contracts the muscles and measures everything and gets you to perform different variations of calf raises to build great calves. Today, I want to come to y'all talking about a little bit of my life, about myself. So this segment of the series is called The Cable Tech, my introduction into The Cable Tech. The year is 2004. I'm 19 years old. I'm broke. I'm unemployed. I'm fresh out of high school. I've got nothing to do but go everywhere that my mama tells me to go, do everything that my mama tells me to do. Uh, a few things she had me doing some jobs let's say I would go and do demos in grocery store for a little bit I was that guy that passed out you know just little samples of food and everything <laughs> so you can go in the middle of the aisle hey this guy's got some glad paper oh he's got apple pies today or he's got that okay I did that only for a little bit, you know, because I didn't have no money. I didn't have nothing. I didn't, I was just working. I had a little job at the post office that only lasted for about three months and blah, that was it. <laughs> so 2004, my mom actually tells me and two other friends of mine, she, she didn't even tell me. She tells two other friends say, Hey, go down to the full employment council and Go apply for this job. It's hooking up satellite. And I didn't know what that was. So I'm like, mama, you're not going to tell me? She said, well, I figure, you know, I tell them, then, you know, you'll go with them as well. All right, cool. So we go down there. I apply. I interview and right on the spot. They hire me. Great. Uh, they hire me and another friend. And the other friend of mine, out of three of us, only two of us got the job. So I'm still kind of not knowing what I'm getting into. So sooner or later... Here we are. The start date is somewhere in June or whatnot. And then we go ahead and start. Cool. I'm working a job. I don't have an idea about what this is about whatsoever. Installation of satellite. Okay. Here I am sitting in orientation. They're like, if you know how to hook up a VCR, you can do this job. And in my head, I'm like, I can hook up VCRs. I can hook up VCRs to record from other VCRs because when I grew up, you had either two, you know, a VCR or, you know, you got an extra one and, you know, you dubbed and you dubbed and all of that other stuff. I was good at that stuff. All right. Didn't even know that cable was my calling. So here I am, 19 years old, starting. I'm a satellite technician. They say, here's a drill. Here's a ladder. Here's a truck. Go install satellite right out of training. Here I am. And another friend of mine, uh, a friend Pablo, and another friend of mine, Sean. Here we are. We're all at this. Sean's a little bit older than us, but me and Pablo are around the same age. Two 19-year-old kids here working. All right? I'm talking about hard working, drilling with the drill. Never done that in my life, ever. Running cables, split you know uh splicing cables didn't have an idea about what this life was about when i'm starting it i'm but here i am i'm doing it i'm like okay you got to ping this satellite and hit this and do this i mean at, at 19 
I was never thinking that this was going to be a field that I would ever work in because the, av- the average 19 year old doesn't think I'm going to go install cable nine times out of 10. They're going to go say, hey, I'm going to work in this warehouse or hey, I'm going to go find this job where I have to do a lot of physical labor and minimal brain activity. OK, <laughs> that's what happens. So here we are. We're installing satellite cable TV. And I mean, I'm driving out at least two to three hours in the middle of the country. When I say in the middle of the country, I don't even know that some of these places even exist. I'm telling you, when I I drove two hours away from Lenexa, Kansas, and Lenexa is pretty far. So the fact that I drove two hours away from Lenexa, Kansas, and ended up somewhere in the middle of Beantown. I didn't know. And this is 2004. So GPS was not, I mean, it was a new thing. We were printing off MapQuest papers and following directions to get there. And the only way we got back home was to get back on that MapQuest paper and refollow those same directions that got us there and just, you know, go back out. Oh, cool. Not a problem. So in the middle of, I think this job kind of was helping me get to where I was. I started to get good at running cable alongside the house. I didn't understand at first what it all meant. I mean, because it was TV, it was just straight TV. And I was thinking like, Oh, okay. I kind of get it. You know, it's just a, this is a whole new thing for anybody at 19 years old in grasping the idea that you're bringing television service into somebody's home in the year 2004. And plus this was new technology in 2004. This was the new improved. This was the greatest thing. Cable had been born for years. People were tired of cable. The only thing that they were getting cable for was let's say they want to get the, the hookup, you know, so they was getting free cable, but when it came to satellite, you had to pay for this. And I mean, you know, you did, but you didn't, you know, it, it, it's, it's all relative, but I'm telling you starting this time and, and we did that satellite thing for about a year and I learned some, some stuff. I mean, I was out installing cable in the middle of the night. I installed cable in the middle of ice storms. I installed, well, not well, that too, but satellite in the middle of ice storms. I, it's been times I've been on a roof in the middle of an ice storm, a, a storm, and the the funny thing is, uh, one time I'm on a roof and I was the youngest guy out there. Okay. So I'm on a roof and I'm installing the satellite dish on this pipe. So here I'm trying to be stronger than the pipe. Okay. And they're like, okay, just be real easy with it. Don't, you don't have to be, you know, tough with it or anything like that. So guess what? I'm manhandling this pipe and bloop, I socked myself in the face and busted my lip. I mean, I mean, I literally busted my lip. It was another lip growing inside of my shit. And I was just like, oh my goodness. I couldn't uh <laughs> I you know, you get yeah, I got hit so hard in the face that I, I a tear came out immediately. Like as soon as I got hit, I didn't even feel the tear come out. Cause Sean looked at me and said, Hey, you all right? And I said, Yeah. He said, nah, man, you crying. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm crying. He was like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. So, but that's the kind of fun stuff that Satellite has you doing on top of the ruse in 2004. You know, in the attics and all of that fun stuff that you think is is tough and hard that you don't want to do. 
Wait till you're installing cable out in the weather when it's cold outside, when it's burning hot outside, when it's doing all the things that you do not want it to do. You're outside installing cable because guess what? This person has to have TV service, especially in the middle of the country. If somebody's two hours away from any metro city, that's all they're relying on in 2004 is that TV, you know, that or the mail, you know, you're going to stand by the mailbox when they're retired. I mean, this is a, for me, I'm 19, so I'm getting an early start into this and I'm trying to understand this life and even understanding this life is like, oh God, it's weird. So that's when things got really, 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 really cool. I started to understand the job and they were letting me go out on my own and I was able to do jobs on my own and really not depend on a senior tech to come and help me any longer. And I got promoted to like this service team which was pretty cool because I actually loved the dish job. The dish job really had me feeling as if that was the thing for me. So a few months go by. I mean, I mean, you're working at a job, your friends are there. You actually have a really good work, social life balance. And at 19, whoever thinks that this could happen the way that it happens on a normal basis. So, so many months into it. I mean, every day we're going to go get breakfast. We're actually like having some fun with this stuff. I mean, every day we're going to go get breakfast. We're we're playing football after we finish work. We're, we're doing so much. This job was the funnest job I think I've ever had. And that's what promoted me to kind of continue to stay into this cable lifestyle. I mean, I was a cable tech, even though it was satellite you know, from my introductory, I ended up, you know, being a cable tech. So about a year after working there, they come up with this whole, Hey, we got to do some layoffs. Okay. Now here, here's the time for the layoffs. So I'm thinking I'm one of the guys that's going to get laid off. Nope. They didn't lay me off. They kept me. My buddy, Sean, though, got laid off. And another friend of ours uh, got laid off by this time. Pablo had already left. He went to a different location, but he got laid off for a completely different reason than them feeling like they needed to cut down the size. So I'm young. I'm 19 and I'm feeling as if I'm about to turn 20 and I'm feeling as if, you know, maybe they don't value me or because if they valued me, then they'd keep my friends working here. Right. I'm 19. You had to remember, I have the perfect job. I, I go to work. I work, I have fun, I play football, uh, we go out to eat morning, noon, and I mean, this is literally the best job, but then when you let some of my friends go, I feel as if, I'm 19, remember this, I feel as if you let us all down, you're pretty much just telling us, you know what, we don't want anything to do with you guys, we truly don't, we're just looking at it like, hmm, whatever. And the day that they let me go, they put me like three hours out. I mean, not let me go, but let, uh, you know, my friends go. They put me three hours away, which was a new kind of thing. And I didn't know what that was about. So everybody else is, you know, they got let go. They're pretty much looking at it. You know, my time is dwindling down. You fired my friends and I'm pretty much I'm out of there at this point. And they're like, all right, we need to figure out something a little bit different. I'm telling myself I need to figure out something a little bit different because guess what? You just fired my friends. It, it's about to go. So they're all like, you know, the, the, I talked to my buddies and they're like, man, we got some offers over at the cable company. 
And I'm like, the cable company. Like, what do they do? And they like, you know, it's just it's just like this. The first thing in my head, oh, that's easy. That's easy. They're like, it's just like this, but it's over there. And it's a little bit more structured. And they let you take the truck home and all of this, all of this. Sold me on it. And I think the biggest selling point on it for me was the fact that all of our friends was going over there. Not the fact that I had all these perks. I was like, this is where everybody's going to go. I, I picked the phone up, called Pablo, said, hey, we all going to Time Warner. And I think he was, I think he already put an application up in there. And it was pretty much like, okay, cool. So here we go. We put the application in. All of us got the same start date. All of us. Everybody that we started with. I mean, all of the brothers. Everybody. Not even just the brothers. Everybody. We all go over to Time Warner and it's all beautiful. We in orientation or orientation. <laughs> and everybody's asking, oh, what are you guys going to be? We're like, yeah, we're going to be techs. You know, we, we thinking we the hot stuff. You know what I'm saying? We, we big shit. Uh, we we going to be techs. As soon as that dude said, oh, we got to go to gaff, you know, gaff training class. We, we was like, what, what is that? You got to learn to climb poles. And I'm thinking, oh, it's cable. Okay, so they got those pegs on the poles. I can run up that. I'm young. Okay, cool. We get out there. This ain't pegs on no damn pole. This is some gaffs. This is some real, you got to monkey climb this kind of shit. I'm like, whoa. Oh, shit. Man, at this point, everybody that even started, I mean, guys were like, you know what? I don't even know if I'm going to be able to do this job. And I'm like, I'm thinking the same thing, too. Me and Pablo sitting up here working this pole. Sean is having the toughest time getting this pole, you know, because this is not something regular. This is not something regular that people do, you know, climb poles with gaffs. This is not something that you're going to see a guy just randomly doing for fun on a Saturday evening at six o'clock. Like, hey, you want to go climb a pole? Like, hell no. But that was the point when I started to realize that man, this is a little bit more serious than what I, you know, than what led on. The first thing that went to my head, if I didn't walk out on the satellite company in such a shitty way, maybe I could run back over there. So first thing I did, I called them back. Hey, is there any way that I can come back? First thing that they say, no, the way you quit made you ineligible for rehire. Shit. Why'd I do that? <laughs> I'm thinking in my head, ah, oh, my goodness. I really should have just really thought this through. I went and talked to my mama and she was pretty much like, yep, I told you, you shouldn't have left. You know, everybody else got fired, but you and, and another friend, you should have stayed there. And, and and I really should have, because I started to get really, really, really good at the job. And I, you know, I started to see myself, you know, kind of go a little bit farther with it. A buddy of mine, uh, big Shannon, he stayed over there. You know, when we left, he, you know, he pretty much was still there. Not a big problem, you know, because you, you got friends in different companies. So here we are tackling this climbing class issue that we got. Man, it was probably the worst thing in my life because that was at the point where I realized that these muscles that you got to work to do this kind of shit ain't what well, it's some different kind of shit. It's some different kind of shit. I mean, I'm talking about guys is falling off the pole. They going up about like 10 feet, falling down on the damn ground. I mean, because the thing is, when you fall off a pole, you can't, they, they tell you don't hug it, push it away. You don't want to slide down the pole and get a face full of splinters. You know, that shit is more fucked up than you having 
you know, then you having a broken leg or whatever. Nobody wants a face full of splinters. So I don't know how we ended up doing it, but they told us this key thing. Your paycheck is at the top of the pole. I don't know who say shit like that. Who say shit like that? People that want you to climb poles is who say shit like that. Because we sit up here like, yo, my paycheck is where? I'm thinking in my head, shit, my paycheck is going to be at another company. I ain't climbing up there to get that damn paper. No. And then I started to realize, you know, my mama talked to me and she said, you know, you quit one job to go to this next job. Work it. Do it. You can't you can't leave the job because you find one thing that you don't like about this job. But I'm like, mama, the biggest thing that I don't like is the hardest thing that I don't even know how to do. And she was like, hey, you don't need to be bouncing up around from job to job to job. She was like, you're going to mess your resume up. You know, you're going to do this and you're going to do that. And I'm sitting up here like, man, she's just saying a bunch of shit to keep me at a job. And I wasn't doing nothing else. I mean, I, I mean, truthfully, to be honest, she was right because I literally had nothing prior to me starting at the satellite company. And for my first paycheck that I got at the satellite company, I went and bought me a car. I did what 19 year olders do a bunch of stupid shit and buy a bunch of stupid shit. I mean, over and over by a bunch of stupid shit so many clothes so many shoes so much jewelry video games like crazy i mean i bought a bunch of stupid shit spent it on a bunch of stupid women (laughs) i mean who doesn't do that still to this day though (laughs) but yeah she was just pretty much telling me to tough it out because if i if i would have left this job then i would have created a trend with myself kind of going from job to job to job to job to job and don't nobody want to do that I mean, truthfully, nobody wants to do that. So, all right, by this time, my back is hurting and I can barely stand up straight because I'm working these new muscles. And here my back is pretty much saying, hey, this is a different muscle. So we finally had these certifications that we had to do. And the first certification was pretty much like, hey, you got to go up there. You know, you got to certify with the harness on your back. You know, so it was cool, you know, because if you failed, then, you know, you pretty much got caught hanging. But he let us know if we was managed, if we managed to stay there for a year, that that next year that we would have to get certified without the harness. And, you know, you're 19, 20 years old here and this kind of shit. And the first thing you think is like, I'm not about to certify without no damn harness. These, These people is crazy as hell. I mean, could you imagine being 19 years old, 20 years old, somebody telling you that you got to climb this damn pole and you're going to fall off? And, and nah, hell no. Nah, hell no. Nah. But I didn't have no other way. I didn't have no other thing. I didn't have no other job lined up. So guess what? I toughed it out, man. I got up to that pole. Man, I got up there. I did it. He said, traverse around it, traversed around it. Man, I did everything. I did everything. Then we went into the class. After I came down there, man, we went into the class. I was so happy. I said, I just bought myself a year. And the, and the instructor told me, it's not a year. You're going to have to do this at least once to twice a month to keep yourself refreshed. Or, you know, if not more than that, you know, to keep yourself refreshed for when it comes for certification time. Because you see guys that come back and they recertify. And they look pitiful. They look like they're about to die up there. Sometimes they got to go up there and get those guys down. And 
course they're not going to fire them because they can't recertify a gaffing class. They know these guys don't climb. These guys just grab a ladder, run in the back, cut the cable off, cut the cable on. They don't care. That the gaffing thing is is completely different. So I finally got up there and I did it. Into the classroom we go. I'm happy at this point because guess what? I don't have to do this for a whole nother year. I can coast up out of there. Me and Pablo, we was like, man, cool. We can coast and we can go. We go into the classroom and at this point, it's it's just pretty much easy. You don't have nothing to worry about at this point. I mean, you truly don't have anything to worry about because all you're doing is just learning all this book knowledge and, and we sat in that classroom and we just was pretty much like, oh, this is where we, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to learn. And here we are. They let us back in. They said, hey, you guys have graduated out of the class. Now it's time to go to your respective shops and and, and go meet, meet with your managers and go find your team. All right, cool. Go met with the managers. They had us sitting back for a little bit. Then they said, this is, this is what you guys are going to do. You guys is going to have a full route of disconnects. And I said, what? They said, yeah, you guys are going to have a full route of disconnects. That pretty much means you have to go disconnect like 25 houses. And I'm thinking in my head, how easy is that going to be until you roll up to somebody's house and there's a pit bull the size of a bear in the backyard. This is 2004. Mind you, this is cable where it's at. Disconnects are a real thing in 2004. So in 2004, here we are, we're getting these big routes, 25, 30 disconnects a day. Some days is a good day. You can get like, you know, 95% of them done, you know, no access. You can't get in the backyards because, you know, one thing about working in cable, you got to go into people's houses. And that is the tale of the people that you think you may know. One of the things that I found out in my life is that you never know somebody until you walk into their house. And when we walked into that house, the whole shit changed. I mean, I've seen the most beautiful women on the street. And then when you go into their house, it's a whole nother. It's it's truly amazing how it's two different people. The most beautiful women in the world have the most ugliest, nastiest houses you could ever think of. And I'm not even lying. I mean, this is a true thing. But here we are doing disconnects. I'm a new guy, so I'm with an older guy to train. He says, hey, you got to climb this pole. So here I am climbing the pole. I'm up on the pole in the backyard disconnecting some cable. Guess who gets let out? Mr. Pitbull, Mr. Rottweiler. They both at the, at the pole barking at me. Great. This is the kind of shit I got to deal with on these disconnects. I'm thinking that disconnects is going to be easier. Nope. I got two dogs come at me barking at the pole. And guess what the trainer did? And not even the trainer, the, the older guy that I was riding with. He sprayed some mace. He missed the dogs. But guess who he got? He got me. I'm, I'm up at the pole. That shit didn't go nowhere but up. So here I am with my belt on at the top of the damn pole with Mace coming up in my face trying to cut somebody's damn cable off for non-payment. Yeah. This was life for a few months. Okay? That that that, that damn Mace don't do shit to these dogs. It, it just it seems like it brings them in a lot more. 
They're like, oh, give me more mace. I don't give a shit. And while you sitting up there choking while you spraying this stupid shit, either dogs don't give no damn about that. So here, yeah. So I got maced by my own, you know, by, by my own trainer that day, trying to cut off some cable. Uh, spent a few times during that disconnect route. I actually, uh, I actually fell off of, a, I almost fell off of the pole because the ladder slipped on me. So yeah, this is all just a disconnect cable too, man. This ain't no, you know, this ain't no regular job where you go punch a clock. This is some shit you got to deal with the elements of the weather. You have to deal with people. You have to deal with getting threatened. First time in my life, I think I was like, yeah, when I was as a cable guy, I got called a nigger. I got called a nigger like a few times because guess what? I was up there cutting the cable off. He came out with a hammer. He told me to get my black ass off that pole. Nigga, I'll kill you. And I was like, wow. This is going to be a fun job. So, guess what I did? My dumb self just cut the cable. I said, forget it. I cut it. You know, and I think he ended up having to call the company to come. You know, they rejected service from in-house guys from, you know, forever. So, but yeah, these are the kind of people you run into. You're gonna run into every kind of person. This is 2004. This is what I'm. This is where I'm at. This is what I'm doing. It's 2004. <laughs> you know, people need their cable. This is the days where you can still run it into the back of the TV and get all of the channels. These are the days that hey, guess what? I can watch MTV on channel 24 and BET on 25 and VH1 and all that other shit is in the 30s. You know, this is full on cable. People need this. Man, they seen me. They hated me. They hated me. So off of the disconnects, I could never be more happier than to had not get a disconnect route. So now I'm installing. Now I'm putting the cable in. It's a little bit more fun at this point, you know, but I mean, realistically, it's not that fun because you still have to go into people's houses. And I'm noticing at this point in my life, people don't like to clean up when you come to their house. I mean, they literally just sit there. They literally just sit that shit there. They want you to move their shit. I'm not moving this shit. I, I, I mean, truthfully, I'm not going to move your TV. I've been in a situation like that when I was at the satellite company. Old TV. The piece on the back. I put the piece on the back in the TV. The piece fell into the TV. Guess what? They sent me to go take a piss test for it because it's a damage claim. I told these people, I'm not touching no more people's TV because if your shit break, you could you could really get back at the company that way. So nope, all of that shit's over with. But here I am installing cable. And I tell you, you meet the most weird people you ever can meet in your life, literally installing the cable. So I think it kind of made me into who I was today, being able to install this cable. But I, I do tell you, it's, it's, it was some moments, man. You know, we, me and Pablo was installing cable in the hood. And guess what happens? Uh, the guy that we installed the cable for, he got mad at us because we didn't install the cable the way that he wanted us to install the cable. And this was like late at night. So we left our trucks running. We went inside. We left everything running. We got robbed. 
We got robbed, and we think the customer did it. It's it's no doubt he did it. We, I mean, he he came in, took the phones, you know, he took everything from us. So I'm glad he didn't take no no none of the money from us or anything like that. But you know, it's a lesson learned. You know, getting robbed as a cable man. It's just kind of the life when you're a cable tech. You know, if you leave your doors unlocked, people are going to jump up in that shit. It's 2004, 2005 at this point. I'm a year into it. 2005, here we are. You know, people are robbing people for cable boxes because they were getting lucky because it was a hot box. And back in the day, they used to watch the fights on it and all the porn was open all on that. So guess what? People are going to take it. And that's what they did. So we didn't get in trouble for it because we didn't report it because most of the stuff that the guy stole from us was our stuff. So we were able to, you know, kind of be able to brush that off. So and and we did and we will continue to do that. But, man, it's got real fun throughout the years and kind of learning about the cable trade was a little bit different because I didn't go to college right after school. I didn't go to college. I didn't go to any trade school. I didn't go to anything that resonated secondary education only other than working. I mean, I'm talking from 18 to 19 to bam, I'm in the workforce at an early age. And it it was just, it was just fun. You didn't have this big, I didn't have this big cloud over me feeling like I needed to go back to school. Cause guess what? I was doing cable. And by a year, I I managed to stay at the cable company for a year. And then I'm like, you know what? I don't want to install no more. Nope. I'm kind of done with installing. Then I go over into service and fixing it. That's where the real fun came. That's when you really got to know your cable. But I tell y'all what, I'm going to come back with y'all for the second part of this. And we're going to talk a little bit more about my second part because it gets a little bit more interesting as the years go by because I ended up staying at that cable company for about seven years, seven and a half years but I'm going to give you a little bit more on that on the second part so I'm going to talk to y'all on the next one. All right, everybody have a good one. Talk to you in a minute. What's going on, everybody? This is G-Dom with G-Dom Speaks. Back at you with part two of I'm a Cable Tech. If you haven't already, go ahead and go over to beautydream.com. That is B-E-A-U-T-I-E dream.com and pick up the Meraki Apex Calf Ray Stretch Block. I mean, you know, you got to get those legs in shape and get them nice and tight. The winter's coming up and, you know, this is the best thing to have while the winter's coming up for next summer. But anyways, let's get back into it. So at this point in my life as a cable tech, it's 2006, 2007, about 21, 22 years old. The best thing starts to happen because I'm, I'm transitioning into the role actually at this point. I'm actually liking the job. I'm taking my truck home every day. I get free cable. I get to work any kind of overtime that I want when I want. This is fun. This is real fun. I mean, could you imagine being 22 with all of this freedom? You don't have to check in with the supervisor every day. I'm literally leaving from my house every day. I mean, waking up, jump in the truck and go. I was using this cable truck as my personal vehicle. I would go to the store, 
Hell, I was even taking girls out on dates with <laughs> Taking girls out on dates with it. You know, I mean, I was literally doing everything. Grocery store. Uh, me and Pablo was taking this truck to go shoot pool after work. I mean, I was. I even helped. I even helped my, my friend Sean move inside. I emptied out the cable truck and helped him move. I mean, this was the best job to have. Anybody that worked there during that time, or even worked for a cable company during a time, you know, in those years where they didn't have GPS monitoring, where they can see everything that you do as soon as you put that key in there. I mean, everything. So this was the best thing since sliced bread. So here I am, young man. I only did one year of installing cable. That was about enough if I could stand it just one year because it, it wasn't fun. I hated it and I, I needed to do something different. And plus, you know, a $2 raise was always nice to get. So first thing that I did was I applied over at the service department. Service department said, okay, we'll take Garen. Bam. I'm over there. I don't have a shitting idea about what I'm doing. I'm just a kid came from install and I'm like, let me figure this out. They stuck me with a few guys until Pablo got over into the service department. Then we, you know, we got together because that was my running buddy at, at work. I mean, they hated us, you know. That was the best thing for me as a young man. And I think it was good for him, too, because we grew up together kind of doing this thing. So, uh, you know, transitioning into that role of fixing things now is way more you know, I'm, I'm somewhere completely different than just the actual guy that comes in and install the cable, even though you as a person may look at it like he does all the same thing, you know, in the cable tech world is completely two different departments at that time. It was, it was a service department and an install department. And there was another department in the maintenance department. And, um, you know, for us, that was, you know, that was what it was. So here we are. I'm the service tech. Now, going into people's house, I think I talked to y'all the first segment about going inside of people's houses, how you can see the most nastiest thing that you could ever see. And you find out kind of who people are based off of their living situation. And as soon as I got the service, it got way more interesting. I mean, way more interesting. I was offered cocaine a few times. I mean, everything in the book, I've been offered food weed, cocaine, sex, blowjobs from men and women in everything. Like, people in this world are crazy. And they will say crazy shit to people in their house because they don't don't care. They don't never have to see me again and worry about, oh, that guy's gonna go and say something to somebody. They don't know. You know, and at this time, social media wasn't what it is now. So it wasn't like you could just jump on some sort of media platform platform and just go, hey, this such and such at this house said that he do this or she said she do this. Nobody cared back then. It was it was no rules, not even not being a customer. You understand? They would offer you everything. I mean, when I say everything, married women, married men, married everybody, everybody. They'd offer the dog to you. Here you want some Coke. Here you want some pop. Here you want some this. Here you want some that. I mean, everything, anything. 
that was probably the worst thing about having that job is that you you'd run into the weirdos and you'd run into the weirdos way more than you'd like to and nobody wants to run into the weird or you know those kind of people that much all the time right so but and the, the, the other good part of it is is that you'd see you'd also run into millionaires you know i got to see the west side of my city real good and i think in one day i went from a ten thousand dollar house fixing cable to a ten million dollar house fixing cable and then i started to realize it ain't no different it really ain't no different the funny thing about it was the people at the ten thousand dollar house paid more in cable than the people at the ten million dollar house it's it's really kind of funny i mean they the, the, not so much as paid more but had more services pertaining to you know more packaging more channel pricing more, you know, more channel packaging and higher pricing on that end but the guys at the 10 million dollar house they just had more tv boxes packaging and you know that was all low it was basically standard but the funny thing about that is is that those people in those 10 million dollar houses are just as weird and spooky as the people in the ten thousand dollar houses nothing separates these people but where they live that's it people are weird and i've learned that firsthand being a cable tech trust me these people aren't just weird when they go in the public when they're in their private home they're just as strange and oh my god i mean it was just everything but these years was the fun years because i transitioned into kind of being this know-it-all little asshole kid you know and you know going to work every day and me and pablo pretty much just doing whatever we wanted to do i mean we was young we worked four days and was off three days then we worked like a sunday through wednesday 10 hour days we it was like we hardly ever took vacations or anybody really hardly ever took vacations because you got three days off this was this i'm not gonna lie this shit was the shit this cable shit was the shit this was the best thing, especially when you're getting paid a decent wage. This cable shit is the shit. I, in those years, if you worked for the cable company during that time and you were a decent individual, meaning that you wasn't trying to screw the company over or do anything like that, you just wanted to work, that job was the shit. There's, in my life, there's nobody or nothing that could compare at that point what that job meant. Nobody could say anything like that job wasn't shit. Nobody could be like, hey, you need to go somewhere else to do this. I'm 22, 21, 22. Who's going to tell me that I need to go somewhere to do something else when I got it so easy? I take the cable truck home. I get free cable. I got benefits. I got all kind of shit. <laughs> so the best thing is, you know, that's, it's, 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 it's right there. But as the years move along, you know, you kind of get a little bit complacent on the job. And that's what happened to me kind of got a little bit complacent on the job where I started to go to work to go and meet people instead of actually doing the job. I got interested in, in being in because they started to put me nothing but on the west side. So I started to meet a lot of people, and talk to a lot of people, and, you know, get a lot of different girls and go out on dates with different girls while I was on the job. I mean, you know, they say you probably shouldn't do that. I mean, you know, whatever 
I did. It was a guy that we was working with one time. He was a, a stand-up dude, too, a quote-unquote stand-up. Nah, he wasn't no stand-up dude. <laughs> he just made some bad decisions. We was young. He was like 13, 14 years older than us, and he had this married life, and he was a deacon or about to be a pastor outside of work. And he was telling us all about, you know, we need to get married as young men and all of that. Man, probably about like six months later, this dude ends up getting fired because he done hooked up some chick, her cable on the job. But here's the kicker. He was having sex with the chick. I mean, this this deacon dude was sitting up here telling us what we needed to do. <laughs> on the, it was so crazy because I'm like, man, what did old boy get fired for? And I was like, man, the chick called in and said that he had hooked her up with some free cable. But and, and the, 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 the bigger kicker was is that the girl got pregnant. <laughs> She got pregnant though. I was like, boy, he got kicked out of his house and everything. Wife broke up with him, man. It was all bad. The temptations out there when you're a cable tech because you run into everybody. Every like I said, these women will offer you stuff. You know, while you're on the job. And you gotta ask yourself, do I want to take is that worth taking? To me, it was never worth taking. But you know, I guess you could say. It, 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 it all depends on the situation, especially if something like that, if you have a situation where you're only going to hook, you, you want to mess with this girl because she can hook your cable up and, you know, it's an exchange, then you know what can come back to haunt you on that exchange. The main thing can come back to haunt you on that exchange, and that is losing your job because you wanted a piece of ass in, in exchange for some cable. Never. Never. That wasn't never worth it. But... In those years, man, I started to get a lot complacent. And uh, I mean, I got so complacent that it affected me on the job because uh, it's been a few times I got wrote up for performance. Like my numbers started to hit the ground. I mean, I, I wasn't really doing really. I mean, I was doing good. I was there every day. I really wasn't late or anything like that. Just the quality of my work started to suck because here I am. I'm young. I got this job. I've been there for some time. I don't really care about nothing because guess what? I got this job. Nobody, nobody's telling you, hey, learn your craft. Nobody, nobody, you know, I'm in the job already, you know, but nobody's saying, hey, my supervisor was trying to explain some things to me, but, you know, I wasn't listening to that. I wasn't trying to listen to that. I'm like, whatever, dude, y'all not going to fire me. <laughs> they didn't though. I ain't, I ain't, they didn't fire me, so I just want to put that out there. <laughs> but as as a kid, you're never gonna think that, hey, somebody's gonna, you know, no, I'm not trying to learn the quality of this craft. I'm just learning this craft. This is difference. When you learn to do the quality work of the craft, then you don't have to continuously go back to fix it. But if you just learn the craft, then you. You'll just continuously go back and fix it constantly. And that's what was going on with me. I just learned the craft. So therefore, it always took people to go back and fix my work. And it started to show in my numbers that he doesn't understand this job possibly. So, of course, I got put on um, performance improvement programs. I got all, all of that stuff, man. I mean, 
I, you know, if you're gonna do it, you got to do it all the way. You got to tote that line. <laughs> I was, I think I almost got suspended one time if I didn't get my numbers down, which is they was like a repeat rate. You go to somebody's house and you quote unquote fix the cable, then you leave. Especially if the girl was cute or something like that, I'd half-ass fix it just to see if I can get that job back to come back. Cause I, I didn't get the number. Let's say like if I didn't get a girl's number and we had some good conversation, I didn't get the number. So I'm not fixing this cable all the way. <laughs> I'm on the way back. <laughs> so I have fixed it, you know, and I'd be like, all right, I'll, I'll give her my number and I say, call me. But nope, she would never call. And then she called back into the cable company and bam, here I am again. And, you know, that kind of forced her to <laughs> do that thing. You know, it's just some slimy cable dog shit that some of the people do you know i'm pretty sure guys still do that that's not something that's gonna ever go away ever when i say ever go away that's not gonna ever go away if you find one of those guys you know that's doing cable in your house phone you know gas or whatever and they hanging around a little bit longer and you having some good conversation with them they'll you'll see them again they're not gonna fix your shit <laughs> i wouldn't fix that shit and i didn't fix that shit and being my age now and if I was single like that and I'm not single because I'm married but if I was single I still wouldn't fix that shit <laughs> but that's neither here nor there so but yeah I started to get a lot of reports written up on me got rolled up a few times had to go back through like training and once I went back through training I started to understand it the quality of the job a little bit better than what I was so probably back in 08 this is yeah it's about like 08 09 that's when i, I kind of to start to understand the job way better about 23 24 not to mention i meet a girl on the job you know and she becomes my girlfriend bam look at me i took a chance even though i, sh I really probably shouldn't have i shouldn't have done it because it was you know not ethical how i did it for work's sake but you know I took a chance and was like, you know what? And you know, the vibe was good. Let's just go ahead and let, let me try and see what I got. So I dated that girl. You know, I, I was a cable guy, like make no mistakes. People think the only way that you can find somebody is out. You find people in the moment. And if you don't capitalize on that moment and I, and me being a cable tech, I had to capitalize on that moment. Like, Hey, here's somebody here that I'm interested in. I need to say something. If I, if I was never going to say nothing, because by this time I knew how to do the job and knew how to do it right. And I, and I wasn't going to see this person again. Cause I'm like, I'm, I'm one time fixing this stuff on a few of these jobs. Now, if a few people call back, but you know, people call back for their remotes and shit. People call back because they just fucking assholes. That's what they call back and bills and shit. And the customer service just sends somebody out for dumb shit. But I knew when I fixed this particular person's cable, this girl's cable, I knew that I wasn't going to go back. So I, it was kind of like an all or nothing. So I was walking out the door. Then I was just, and I turned around and was like, Hey, you know, can I call you some time? You know, just try to shoot that. And she was like, yeah, cool. That's when cable started to look up again, because I'm like, man, I'm here. I am. I'm macking on the job. Cable dude still Mac. Cable guys will forever Mac. 
that's the thing on the job it, that's what it's about but that was a part of me growing up too just having that fun having that freedom being able to do whatever i wanted to do without anybody asking me or telling me nothing i'm growing up i'm 23 24 now i've got a few years in the game remember i didn't start at this whole deal at 18 19 years old with the satellite so i'm like man i got like five years in the game four or five years i'm i'm a magician anytime you got four or five years on, on a in, the, in a career you are a magician <laughs> at least back then right but it was all fun but oh nine hit you know things got a little bit more real for me you know, same thing. I'm, I'm transitioning. Me and the girl didn't end up staying together. You know, we didn't work out, but, you know, it happens. It always happens. You know, so it just, I went on like this whole, the year of 09 was just, I slipped back into being a shitty ass cable tech again. You know, probably was a shitty boyfriend too. I don't know. Maybe. I, I couldn't tell. I mean, I mean, when you 24, nobody look at they shit that they do like that. Nobody's turning around and saying, oh, I was a shitty person. I mean, for me, in those years, we wasn't that much. You were self-aware as much as you could be, but I couldn't police myself every minute of the day or every second of my life. Like, I could do that now because I know where my mistakes are at and I know exactly how to fix them. But back then, I wasn't aware. I didn't have that maturity. You know, the process hadn't hit me to, to go back and look, you know, to, to test myself. Because when you're getting everything for free in the cable world, you know, I've, I've got this truck. I got this free cable. I've got thing. I'm telling myself, man, I got so much to offer. But one of the biggest issues was I was still living with my mama. So I was a damn kid. I'm 24, you know, about to be 25 years old. I'm a damn kid. I'm, I'm still staying with my mama. You know, I'm making all of this money. I'm literally making a lot of money, blowing it, but I'm still staying with my mama. So that's that's part of, you know, growing up. <laughs> and I didn't I didn't do a good job of that at all. But neither here nor there. You know, 2010 came. You know, 25 years old. Here I am, working this job. By this time, I I, I didn't grew up. I'm. You know, I'm a grown man. People have seen me come in there before I was even legally able to drink alcohol. And bam, look at me. <laughs> I'm 25 year old man working in this job, working in this field. Doing, I'm, I'm back at it. I'm doing good on the job. And hey, having some fun. Me and Pablo doing what we do. Having all this fun. Doing everything that you know we know to do as far as on the job using the trucks i mean i think those are the years that the gps came man when those years when the gps came and they could track every move of ours it was no more grocery store it was no more pool it was no more no more none of that shit that made the job fun it became those years actually became like work like it was i would say probably from 2009 till about you know yeah about 2009 to maybe about 2012 it was work it started to become work i mean you can still find some fun in your job a little bit but it was it was work it wasn't fun no more it was just like uh, all right gotta get up go to work <laughs> but yeah about 2010 you know 
I'm transitioning. I'm a single man, still back at it. Cable's been good to me. Cable was good to me. But the biggest issue is, is that I started to seek something different. I started to want something a little bit different. Me and Pablo had conversations about doing different things. I had put in a few applications at the city and put some applications in at the water department thinking that I wanted something different. I didn't truly know. I wasn't focusing on this career like I, you know, like I was supposed to. You know, I'm just thinking like, all right, let's go to the next better thing. I'm kind of starting not to like this. It's starting to feel like work. You know, you get it. This this job is actually starting to feel like work because I come from the satellite company. Here I'm having all this fun playing football and going to have meal full meals on a daily basis. And then here you go. What happens? You don't have those full meals anymore. Now you're getting up, going straight to work. And, you know, you, you got to worry about the quality of your job because, like I said, you don't want to get rode up constantly for not being able to do your job. Nobody wants that. So now you got to pay attention a little bit more. That's what I had to do. I ended up having to pay attention a lot a bit more. I got a little reckless with my money. I mean, I mean, when I say I got reckless, I got stupid with it because you're just making so much money. You don't you're living with your mama. And you don't got a lot of shit to do. But if it's just spend your money on a bunch of stupid shit, too many clothes, too many shoes, too much food, too much, you know, just too much lollygagging ass shit. Like, that's what it that's what it is. Just too much lollygagging shit. And when you got too much lollygagging shit, you know, what ends up happening? You end up breaking the bank, start fucking some shit up, <laughs> you know, start spending up. So that's what I ended up doing. I started messing up my money, messing up my money bad. You know, so and then when you start to do that, cable isn't fun anymore because now you're working. You're working for a paycheck now. I'm doing overtime just for a paycheck. That's all I'm doing. Just doing just let me come into work, let me knock this out. Bam. I'm fouling exempt on all my shit. I'm working like seven, eight days a week if I could. You know, let me foul exempt. Let me foul exempt. I'm going give it all to me. <laughs> but it was still good though. I mean, through all of that, it was it was definitely still a good good thing. About 2000, uh, late 2010, Pablo and his wife, you know, they were pretty much like, "Hey, we want to do something different." Because that's what I that's what I did. You know, I hung out with them. Once I was once we were done with work, hey, we were, you know I was up there hanging out with them. But they were like, "Hey, it's time to do something different. We're gonna move to Florida in March of 2011." I was like, shit, really? That's when that's when shit really hit the hit the ringer. I'm like, y'all gonna move? I mean, I'm like, y'all serious? I'm like, hey, bro, bro, you serious? Like, yeah, bro, bro, we gonna move. And I'm like, shit, that's what's up. That shit don't never hit you until they're gone. Shit like that never hits you until somebody's gone. So for many months, I had to plan to wonder what I'm going to do with my life. I'm thinking like, man, what am I going to do? I'm not going to have this, this comfort level of being to go hang out with somebody, you know, when I want to. Sean was older. Sean was married, too. I mean, Pablo was married, but he was newly married. But Sean, you know, Sean was older and, you know, he lived way on the other side of 
town and I was like, man, I can't get to shine over there, you know, like that every week. You know, even though I used to go over there every week, but, you know, wives don't like single friends around like that, just parlaying and drinking up their shit and eating up all of their shit. So I felt like maybe I was just being intrusive in Sean's life, you know, with his wife. And so I, you know, was like, ah, you know, I'm probably not going to be around as much. But around that time, you know, when Pablo said that he was moving, you know, prior to Pablo telling me that he was moving, you know, Sean had hit me up and he was saying, hey, man, you know, marriage ain't going good, you know, and uh, <laughs> damn. I'm like, what? So we go out and we talk about it and uh, he's telling me, man, they about to get a divorce. I'm like, oh, shit. And then later that, you know, year, that's when Pablo had told me the news. And I'm like, man. So March of 2011 comes. Man. They even let me take the day off of work to help Pablo move all of his shit in the U-Haul. And, you know, by this time I had met and was with my now wife. You know, so it was still bittersweet for me. Because being a cable tech this whole time, I had Pablo right there kind of going through this process. That's one of the things about this cable life. Like you go through a process with your brothers, you know, Pablo and Sean and my other partner, Shannon, you know, we all went through this process of understanding this life as a, as a, as a cable tech, you know, we understood it, you know, we, we knew what it took to, to be that. And when you're walking through that fire with somebody, it, you can really stand the flames, believe it or not. You got somebody to lean on. But when Pablo smashed out, a piece of me smashed out too. And I ain't want to be at that damn cable company no more. He left in 11. And I'm like, shit, that was the most shittiest time I think I had after that. Work was, it was ugly. Work. I mean, shit, Sean had came back and he was doing his thing and and it was still, it wasn't, it just wasn't as fun as it used to be. And I think I was used to just being, having that freedom to be, hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. You know, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. You know, and it just got real boring. But, you know, I told myself, if, if, if none of my friends is going to be here while I'm working, then I ain't going to be here. And I meant that. And I normally, I, I, I normally mean that when, I, you know, something like that happens. It happened at Satellite. My friends left. Sean got, you know, he left. And I left. <laughs> so when Pablo left, I was like, you know, this is, I'm talking at this time, we like six years in. I'm like, all right, I ain't going to be here long. Cool. Went down to Florida to visit him. I'm like, man, I'm about to move to Florida. I'm telling myself this shit. I'm about to get up out of Kansas City, move to Florida. I ain't do that shit. But what I did do, I ended up was searching for something else. I was looking. I was telling myself I need something different. I need and I want something different. I I, I was urging to have something completely different than what I had. I, I wanted to start over fresh. I wanted to access a different version of myself 2012 comes well top of the year I'm like ah 
let's see. You know, it's another fun year. Mother had back surgery. So I took some time off of work, you know, kind of reevaluate, help her out a little bit. Same year, you know, just a lot of stuff happening. And then around June in 2012, I got a call from this guy out in California telling me that he got a contract with this big company to do, you know, some installs and stuff. And I'm like, man, whatever. I ain't know what it was. I'm thinking in my head, like, oh, you must got this. You know, you must got something. I don't know. But he talked up like it was like the best thing since sliced pie. And I'm like, oh, okay. It's the best thing since sliced pie. Let's give it a try. So 2012, July of 2012, July 27th of 2012, I gave my resignation into the cable company. I'm no longer a cable tech. Yep. 2012. That was it. I hung it up. Seven and a half years. I hung it up. Part three is coming next.